Welcome to this episode of HBCU. Joining me today is Benny Chestain, the president and CEO of the Barber Studio Incorporated and graduate of Alcorn State University. I also have on the panel today, Dr. Pamela Garrick from the Jackson State University and the chief executive officer of Central Mississippi Incorporated. Ben, Pam, thank you for joining me on HBCU. Now I'd like to start the show off by really letting our viewers understand, understanding your journey to your HBCU. And so talk to me about, uh, Pam, how did you land at Jackson State University? Well, actually it was the only choice for me. My family attended Jackson State University and once I visited the campus, it was over. It's not actually if you will go to Jackson State, once you visit it, it's when. So more of legacy for you. Yes. Benny, what about you? It's the same legacy. Um, it goes from grandparents, you know, they went back in the 1950s um, to my parents in the 1970s, to aunties, brothers, you know, um, going out there, viewing the campus, being on the hill, you know, yeah. feeling that atmosphere. It was just, uh, it was an <laughs> awe to it. <laughs> yeah. So I really enjoyed it and it was nothing else for me. So Pam, talk to me about that first day you stepped foot on Jackson State University. What was it like? Oh my goodness, it was magical. It felt like I was with my second family, actually. Yeah. I felt as if I had a grandmother there, an aunt, a father, a mother. They just nurture you. As soon as you get there, they embrace you, and you feel the culture. You right. feel the culture of an HBCU. You're proud to be at that HBCU. It was just, it's, you can't compare it to anything else. I can't. Yeah. So, Benny, what about you? Do you remember the first day you stepped foot on? Now, Alcorn is also known as the, uh, was it the academic resort? There you go. Do you remember that there first day? Yes. Um, so if you pick it back um, just a little bit before that, I couldn't go straight to Alcorn out of high school. I had to go to Jones Junior College. So it was a dream for me to get to Alcorn. Yeah. Man, when I first got out there, man, I remember kissing the ground, like literally. I kissed <laughs> the ground. I was in heaven. Like, I'm, I'm here. It was a dream come true to me. Um, family environment. You know, um, everybody looking at you like, who is that, who is that? And I got out there in like spring of 2003. I was so elated, man, like, wow. <laughs> so, so talk to me, you know, every college have uh, unique experiences and, and traditions. So Pam, talk to me about Jackson State. What were some of the central things that happened on the yard at Jackson State that, that were very memorable? Goodness, well, we can start with the band. Sonic Boom of the Sonic South, of the South. <laughs> best in the land. Is that right? Best, absolute best, <laughs> hands down, no questions. Actually, Everybody you, knows it. Bennett, you nod he in agreement. Knows. He yeah. knows. So, so yeah. I was a part of the band. I never had a problem with Jackson State when I was in the band. Yeah. Never, you know, especially being in the drum line. We never had a problem with them. Uh, See, but he even knows it. It was great. I mean, that was one of my most memorable moments, making the drum line as well. You know, um, that was a part of my dream to actually make the snare line. Um, T.O.P. Shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Pam. I, I cut you off. Oh, well, no. And actually, the it still goes back to the nurturing. When I got on campus, I had an academic scholarship, but then I also had a little work-study job. Mm -hmm. And the guy that I actually worked for, he cared more about us doing our homework and eating correctly. 
as opposed to actually working. Yeah. You know, when you get a job, you think you're going to go to a job and you get a paycheck and you go home. Right. That wasn't the case with him. And he's actually still one of my mentors today. He actually Good. still works there. He's been there since 1967. Wow. So it's, you know, once you get there, you don't leave. It's always in your heart. What about you, Ben? Any mentors at Alcorn State Mine University? was Coach Lonnie Walker. Uh, he passed away, uh, but he really taught me planning. Uh, me being, um, I guess you could say I was in the teaching part of it, learning lesson plans, but he broke it down to me. So it really shaped me into planning about life. Yeah. Uh, coach really helped me, like even when it came to barbering, like something that I do today, you can't just go into your workforce and not have that planned out. Yeah. So it really helped me. Um, I really miss Coach Lenny Walker. Now, for those who may not know, Jackson State University and Alcorn State University is a big rivalry. Mm -hmm. And so every year you all meet up at the Soul Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, now I think it kind of alternates between Jackson and, uh, and Alcorn's campus. Mm -hmm. But talk to me about the rivalry between Alcorn State University because it's not just football, it's band, it's, I think it's everything. So talk to me about that. It's way. absolutely everything. But I do have love for Alcorn. I have love for all HBCUs. I yeah. need to say that. But uh, there is a strong rivalry with the band, with the football team, with academics, with basically everything. Yeah. With what we wear, how we talk, how we walk, all of that. Yeah. I, I call them my little brother, you know. <laughs> yeah, I started with 1877. 1877. We're, we're 1871. October 23rd. <laughs> we'll be 145. So, so Jackson stays your little brother. That's the little brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe grew a little bigger, but they're a little brother. Um, but yeah, we, we compete in everything. Uh, but I never lost to Jackson State in athletics. You know, even though I was in the band, we never lost a football game to them back when I was in school. So I don't know what it feels like to lose to what are y'all, the Jackson State? <laughs> <laughs> I love. So what is homecoming like on campus? What is that? It's an experience. It's not just a game. It's an experience. It's tradition. It's a family reunion. It is yes. everything. You get to see the people that you haven't seen in so long. You get to meet new people. It's, it's a family reunion. Yeah. In my eyes. Right. I, I can attest to that, uh, you know, the family reunion thing for sure. But the experience, um, I don't know if anybody has to, you know, do the things that we do, you know, probably leaving at like four o'clock in the morning to get on the yard. Right. You know, right. we sitting in that on that on um, what they call it, the stretch. Yeah. The stretch. You sit on that about two hours before you even get on the yard. So <laughs> that experience itself, you know, you're, you're, you're breathing that in, you're feeling it. So it's completely different from any other college experience you'll, right. you know, go to. Yeah. So. Uh, I know both of you all are part of Greek life. Yes. Um, Pam, you being a member of Zeta Phi Beta. Absolutely. Sorority Incorporated. And uh, Ben, you being part of the greatest fraternity in the world, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to the Gamma Pi Noops. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about Greek life on, on campus. It's still a family. It's a sisterhood. Nothing we wouldn't do for each other. And it's still the same now. We meet up every year for our Zetaversary. And it's like we were never apart. Right. So I wasn't able to actually pledge on, on campus, right? But my best friend, he pledged. And uh, I was watching him, able to see those guys, what they did for the community on campus, you know, feeding all of us, giving us ice cream and stuff like that. Watch how they did business, um, just planning events. Um, and then it just it just caught my eye. Yeah. I said, look at these guys, man. So I had to become a part of it. but. Yeah, the brothers, we're all about achieving. And that's the main thing, you know, once you saw that, and those guys, every one of them achieve. Right. So, 
So, of course, with Greek life and fraternities and sororities, uh, you know, you have that brotherhood and sisterhood component, but there's also a bigger piece related to community service and things of that nature. So talk to me about Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated and how uh, you all are involved with the community. We're heavily involved with the community. We assist the elderly and the disabled. We go out and visit them. We take items to them. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we were able to buy thousands of supplies, masks, sanitizer, and we were able to deliver that to each of the nursing homes. During the holidays, they don't have family, we will go out and sing to them and take them gifts for Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas, and we continue to do all of that to this day. Now, we also mentor the young kids as well. We have youth organizations that we mentor and focus on education. Absolutely. So, Benny, tell me about... Uh... So, I'm a part of the Hattiesburg Alumni Chapter in Hattiesburg. Um, we assist with the kids at, in the Hattiesburg Public Schools, you know, going around reading to them. Um, we also do the Thanksgiving dinner every year for them. Uh, just make, basically just making sure, like, we get out and clean up the city, things of that nature. Yeah. So, so uh, after graduating Alcorn, and, and Pam, I know you have two degrees from Alcorn, both uh, undergrad and your Ph.D., correct? Alcorn. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do I love? <laughs> Do I love, Do I love Jackson State <laughs> University? <laughs> I loved it so much I went back. Right, yep. right. So uh, talk to me about Central Mississippi Inc. and the work you're doing there. Okay. And, and that's ironic that we want to talk about that at this time because I kind of associate that with Jackson State. Central Mississippi Incorporated is a nonprofit. It's been around since 1965, and I serve seven counties, and we assist the elderly, the disabled, the disenfranchised. We basically assist the entire world, whatever it is you need. If you're young and you're in school and we need to pay for your education at an HBCU or any university, we can help you with that. If you want to do a trade, we help you with that. Truck driving school, barber school, we do all of those things. And with the elderly and the disabled, we help them pay their utility bills, their rent, mortgage. We get them medicine, nutrition, all of those things. We're just basically in the community. We're like a one-stop shop. Right. And that's one of the things that I like about Jackson State. Although it is an educational institution, it's in the community as well. They are building uh, houses around the university, more quality homes. They assist with alleviating poverty in that area. So it's basically community and economic development in both aspects of my life. And I think I'm a little successful or more successful because of my time at Jackson State. You know, that's, that, I'm glad you said that because that's actually a question I want to really um, get you to weigh in on. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that your educational experience at Jackson State um, contributed to your success? That was one of the main ways. And also with the nurturing, I normally hire a younger crew I always try to hire somebody smarter than me. That's, that's, that's number one. CEO 101. Yeah. <laughs> always. And I normally hire from uh, graduates from universities, whether yeah. it be an HBCU or a regular PWI, either of them. And I nurture them, and I teach them what I know, and that has helped me as well as them, I yeah. think. So, Benny, tell me about the Barber Studio. You know, what led you to opening it and talk about what you all are doing there? Oh, man. Um, so if you go back to Alcorn State, I was an educational major. Um, I remember cutting hair at Alcorn, and they let me kind of cut in the lobby. We call it the men's tower, Yeah, if you know about that. Um, that was really the, the start of me understanding that I would be a barber, right? Um, so when I graduated 2006, I eventually uh, started working with uh, Mississippi Families Allies as a uh, recreational coordinator. Um, that was for the mental health, but I was doing barbering on the side. And 
to be honest, I got fired. <laughs> and that led me to actually doing barbering full time. And eventually in 2013, I um, bought ownership of the Barber Studio Incorporated. And it went from there, man. Yeah. Um, hats off, it went from an 800 square foot to 2,400 square foot barber shop. So now I have, what, 14 barbers under me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's been a blessing, I must say. But Alcorn was the start where I used to have a, a, a paper down there where people would write their name on it and they just line up in the hallway. Yeah, now, so. now Benny, you, t you mentioned earlier in the interview that uh, you have a long history of uh, families attending Alcorn State University. Yes, sir. Uh, go a little bit deeper into that history and, and talk about how that influenced you. Um, back probably in the 80s, late 80s, um, I remember when we used to go to the games, um, seeing Fred McNair, who's a head coach now, play, and we would sit on the hill, man. Um, those things right there was, was what really attracted me to the school. Uh, my auntie was in the band, just in that environment in general. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't see no other school. It was yeah. just that family environment out there. It was so... It was so lovely, um, everybody coming together, everybody feeding each other. It was so great. Um, but I just, my granddaddy, Benny Rayford, yeah. he really instilled that into all of us, how he used to pay for us. He would pick us up and take us to the games. So I just couldn't let it go. Right. Um, especially with them even get, being married in a chapel. You know, they had Megar Everett's in a wedding with them. So, really? Yeah. yeah. It's just, it was so much history behind it. I couldn't, I couldn't turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Pam? Well, I know you have a deep history there as well. I do. Uh, my uncle actually went, I guess, in the 60s, and then my sister in the 70s. So I've been at Jackson State forever. I made all my cousins go to the game. Uh, if they didn't go to Jackson State, they know the experience. Right. All of them. Uh, they were just like little sisters to me or little brothers. So it deep in history. I have a lot of relatives that have gone there, uh, a lot of family, and... I remember going to the games, and I remember when you had McNair there, and then when he left, we had the signs, no air, no prayer. And we won. I don't know where you were then. You said you never lost when we were there, but after McNair left, we had signs all over the Coliseum, no air, no prayer. I remember those days. <laughs> okay. So your time at Alcorn, Benny, um, talk about some of the individuals that actually uh, were influential in your, in your life. Um, are we speaking on the, like, friends? Faculty staff. Faculty, yeah, Lonnie Walker, um, Samuel Griffith, my band director, um, he really held me accountable. Um, Samuel, like, that, that taught me timing. Yeah. You know, um, we had a schedule, and, you know, once you get to school, you're on, you're on your own. So right. you can't just sit there and, like, I'm not going to do this or do that. You know, to keep your scholarship, you have to do what you have to do. Right. So Samuel Griffith and Coach Lenny Walker were the guys who really held me accountable and were over me and watched over me. Um, they were like fathers when I didn't have my father out there. Yeah. So, so you, uh, you were in the band, and so a lot of people don't understand what it takes to be part of the band in the HBCU. So talk about making the band for an HBCU. Ooh. So regular practice would be at 7. Being on the drum line, we had to be at 4 o'clock. You really don't have days. 4 a.m. 4, 4, 4 p.m. 4, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Okay. And we would probably get out about 11 p.m. that night. But we have practice after practice. <laughs> so we would go in the dorm room and still practice. You know, it was just like, it, it could get overwhelming. Yeah. But it really taught you that you could. 
you can still go. So all those things help you in life at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, people saying they don't have time to do this and time to do that. You have time to do what you need to do. And the band, being in the band at HBCU really taught me there's no excuses. You right. know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to learn what you got to learn. And when they put that in your plate or on your plate, you have to eat it all and do what you got to do. <laughs> what about the <laughs> physical uh, uh, requirements to be part of the band? You have to be in shape. Yeah. You have to be in shape. There's a lot of miles that you're going to put in. Um, people think that the athletic side is the only thing that's out there. Putting in all that, oh, man, <sighs> you have to really be in shape. You know, we're carrying drums. That's a extra 10, 15 pounds you're carrying on you. Right. So you have to really be in shape. And then we're walking three miles to the stadium from Alcorn. That's before the game. <laughs> <laughs> three miles there and three miles and three back. three miles back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's rigorous. It's yes. rigorous. Yes. So, Pam, talk to me about Jackson State University. Uh, what individuals on campus uh, that you recall that were influential in your life? And the one that I mentioned before, I didn't mention his name, but it's Dr. Hilliard Lackey. Mm -hmm. And he was there when I got there in the 80s. And actually, he was influential in getting me back to pursue my Ph.D. there. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention him. Like he said, that was my father on campus. Yeah. Uh, he fed us. He took us to games. He took us to uh, the winter alumni conferences. And I guess that's why I'm such a huge alumni now, a part of the alumni, because of him and because of the work that he did and the work that he had us to do. Right. And in the Ph.D. program, I was just so amazed by all of the talent that Jackson State had brought to that program, Dr. Walter Brown, Dr. Felix Okoji, and again, Dr. Mm -hmm. Lackey. They really nurture you and they teach you life skills along with your education. They teach you about leadership. It's more than just, like I said, an education, it's an experience. Right. And they were wonderful. And so the alumni associations for um, these HBCU institutions are typically pretty big and, and influential and, and, and important part of that whole experience. So. Are you all involved uh, in the Alumni Association? Life member. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the A Always, club. always. Yes, 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 yes. But talk about the importance of the Alumni Association because a lot of times, and I just I'll speak for myself, you know, having you know a bachelor's degree uh, and a master's degree, and I'm not very active uh, in my alumni associations. I, sometimes I pay dues, sometimes I don't. I'm not a life member. Okay. Uh, I'm a life member of Cap Alpha Psi, but you know, yeah. that's a whole other story. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, okay. But um, talk about the important role that uh, alumni associations play for HBCUs. Well, they're actually support. And we supplement in the areas where the university cannot. Um, for instance, when we have our annual days of giving, there's not a time that I don't give. And everyone that I know, I tag everybody on Facebook. I call them, hey, Jackson State's having a day of giving, we have to give. And like I said, that was instilled in me in the 80s, and it's still there. Yeah. We need to support the universities, because if we don't, who will? Right. That, and to piggy bank off of that, I mean, that's the thing. You, you have to support. I mean, look at it. The PWIs have all their alumni giving back. Right. If we're not supporting our own, it's going to fail. So you have to put back in. I have it just coming out my account daily. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so tell me, Pam, if someone's watching and they're trying to make a decision on where to send their kid or kids to college, why should they choose Jackson State University? Jackson State is the premier university. We all know it. And it's <laughs> we the, all know we it. We all know that. He knows that. And, and, and <laughs> we, we know it. And I love Alcorn. I do. But it's if you want a nurturing environment, 
if you want to learn life skills, if you want to be a part of the community and receive an education, if you just want an entire experience, an HBCU experience, you should attend Jackson State University. No other. <laughs> Choose Alcorn. <laughs> we have no distractions. You come in out there and you can hone in on what you're really trying to achieve. Yeah. Uh, anybody who knows about Alcorn, there's nothing out there to distract you. You can only fail if you fail yourself. Yeah. But you know, that's something that's very unique about Alcorn. I'm not, I'm not familiar with another college that has the same kind of setting. Mm -hmm. So why don't you describe for our viewers uh, the academic resort and, and why you all call it that? Oh, man, so if you come down the stretch, uh, there's nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. And this is the stretch is ten miles, ten miles, ten miles stretch of nothing. Of nothing. And it's just trees, and you're going to end up coming to the beautiful campus of Alcorn State University. <laughs> and, and, and what he means by that, I mean, when you get on the campus, it's nothing but the campus. We don't have any restaurants. We don't have any stoplights. We don't have any of that around the campus. So it's just a beautiful campus of green grass, agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of acres. Thousands of acres. <laughs> we have so many acres of land out there. It's beautiful. And... Only you can yeah. fail yourself. Right. So, Pam, uh, you're doing great work at Central Mississippi, Inc. Uh, talk to me about what you have as far as your legacy is concerned. What do you want to accomplish through your work there? With my work there, I just want to help. Our motto is helping people changing lives. And that's the type of work that I do on a daily basis there. And I guess, and my most recent accomplishment, or the one that I'm most proud of, is there was a community in LaFleur County that did not have running water. It was a community of elderly and disabled and young people, and no one seemed to help them. Our organization was able to write a grant, submit it to the federal government, and we actually had a well put in. They now have running water in their homes. Wow. They don't have to go out and carry 10-gallon buckets to wash clothes or to flush toilets, and it's wonderful. And when they got it, there were tears in their eyes, there were tears in my eyes, because I, that's what I want to do. I want to make a difference. I want to help. I want someone to say, okay, hey, this girl gave water to people that didn't have water. Right. That's a basic human right. And for right. them not to have that for two years. And we're talking about, give, give, so we can set the stage, what years are we talking about? Now, I did this last year. This was Slaughter, Mississippi, wow. LaFleur County, Mississippi. Wow. So we're they talking did about not have 2021. Water. And it was unfathomable to me how they could not have water. And you know, you're touching on something that's, that's very important because a lot of times it gets missed in the grand scheme of things. But there are a lot of communities of color that lack just your basic infrastructure yes. uh, needs. Yes. And these are things that you, f you feel like living in the greatest country in the world. You think, because we take these things for granted, you think everyone have access to running water, everyone has access to uh, healthcare yeah. and all these basic things mm -hmm. that we utilize on a daily basis for ourselves and our families, we think everyone have those things. And it's the same thing hold true with historically black colleges and universities. There are a lot of historically black colleges and universities that have significant challenges, uh, infrastructure-wise, facility-wise. Yes. And the fact that they don't have uh, equal playing field when it comes to accessing uh, financial resources and capital mm -hmm. uh, is one of the reasons why those institutions, uh, you know, fall behind. And, and so I think that it's imp this show is important because we understand that 
if we can uh, push enrollment mm -hmm. uh, to, the, to these institutions, uh, bring more awareness to these institutions, that then it, it helped level the playing field to have access to capital and resources and things that make these institutions uh, continue to uh, provide the critical uh, educational uh, resources that our communities need because still today, just, just like it was before the Civil War, for some of our uh, kids, because of testing deficiencies and other challenges, mm -hmm. uh, financial challenges as well, HBCUs still remain the avenue uh, that they can continue and complete their education. And so, Benny, I want to ask you just from a legacy standpoint, what, what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, man, um, I want people to remember that I care about others. Um, I live by this motto. Um, it says, others, Lord, others, Lord, let this my motto be. Help me to live for others that I might live like thee. If you look at my barbershop, it's all about others. You tell me how to cut your hair, I'm gonna do exactly what you want. It's not about how I want it, but what you want. I'm thinking for you, not myself. Right, and that's something that's, uh, I think, important for uh, business owners in general to understand that it's always about the client. It's always, it's always about the people you serve. Yeah. And so, I wanna close the show by doing this. Uh, I am, I'm very grateful. Uh, to the to the uh, trail that you all both have blazed, uh, and I'm I'm very appreciative in how uh, your success has uh, cemented your commitment to historically black colleges and universities. And for that, I want to award each one of you all with the HBCU Lifetime Achievement Award for your continued commitment to advancing historically black colleges and universities. Thank you all so much for being on the show. I appreciate all you have done. And to my viewers, thank you for watching this episode of HBCU. And remember, without you, there's no me. <laughs>